If you were to make a differential diagnosis about the state of your nursing career in this moment, what would the potential diagnoses be? How would you characterize the signs, symptoms, and challenges facing your career? Let's talk about a differential diagnosis of your nursing career and your personal life right here on episode 155 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I'm grateful you're here. Whether you're listening for the first time or you've been tuning in and hanging out with me for months or maybe even years, thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I want to remind you that you can help other people find the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. If you do that for me, I would be so grateful. So please consider leaving a rating and review, and I will read it right here on air and thank you in person. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 155. That's nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode 155. Five. Anyway, I am thrilled you're here. Let's hop into the studio and dig into today's topic. Come on with me. Back on April 16th, 2018, I published a blog post over on digitaldoorway.blogspot.com, and it was all about the differential diagnosis of your nursing career and the ways in which we can assess the signs and symptoms that are happening when we're questioning what's going on in our lives. And I want to ask you, what's going on in your life right now? What's happening in your career? What are the thoughts and feelings that you're having? And what are the outer circumstances that you're facing right now? This process of coming up with a differential diagnosis can be difficult, it can be challenging, but it's super important to do, especially when we're feeling like things are not quite what they seem, or especially when things are not quite the way we would like them to be. So the process of differential diagnosis in medicine means you're differentiating between two or more conditions that share similar signs and symptoms. So when a patient is nauseous and vomiting, the differential diagnosis can be various things, a viral illness, a bacterial illness, an intestinal blockage, etc. That's the differential diagnosis. And then based on your assessment and tests, etc., etc., you slowly narrow it down to the actual correct diagnosis. So we need to do the same thing with our careers. And how do we come to a specific diagnosis, whether it's a nursing diagnosis or a medical diagnosis that's determined by a doctor or another provider like a nurse practitioner? Well, let's go back to the good old nursing process. And the first step in the nursing process is, I heard assessment in the audience. That's right, assessment. So, assessment means gathering data. That's the first step in any situation. If your car is breaking down on a regular basis, you need to assess what the problem is. If you're like me and you have almost no mechanical ability whatsoever, you take it to a mechanic for a diagnosis because that mechanic knows how to do an assessment and figure out exactly what's wrong. 
If you are having a medical problem, you take it to a doctor or a physician's assistant or a nurse practitioner or other provider, and they do their assessment and come up with their diagnosis. So assessment is always the beginning. So if we're looking at your employment situation right now, the quote unquote problems with your current situation or the bigger picture of your career might be specifically the place that you're working. Like we've talked about before ad nauseum, and I'll continue to talk about bullying, incivility, bad behavior, poor management, high nurse-patient ratios, etc. These can be the issues that make our lives miserable and make our careers feel like a total slog. However, sometimes, and I'll say this again, sometimes the problem may also be inside of you, not necessarily on the outside. Maybe it's not that your workplace is terrible. Maybe you're seeing it through mm, lenses that lend it a certain pall that make it seem pretty terrible. But maybe it's just that that area of practice just doesn't speak to you anymore. It doesn't do anything for you anymore and you're kind of burnt out on it. If you've been doing telemetry or ICU for years and years and years, maybe you've just become inured to it and there's just no excitement in it anymore. And maybe you need to go into hospice or correctional nursing or school nursing or something. Or maybe you need to leave nursing altogether. Who knows? But we also need to look inside ourselves and make sure that it's not always the outside that we're blaming. Sometimes it's also on the inside. Or oftentimes, I find, more often than not, it's a combination of the two. And when I say what's going on in the inside, I mean your feeling nature your spiritual life, your emotional life, your psychological life, and that also reflects on and is reflected upon by the challenges and the circumstances of your personal life. So like I said in the blog post, if you're going through a messy divorce, if unfortunately and sadly you have an abusive spouse, if you have a child with a chronic illness or special needs, or like many of us, elderly parents who need a lot of our attention, that can really impact the way you feel about your work. Your work may feel kind of secondary or tertiary in your life. It just feels like it's getting in the way of the things you really need to do and the things that you hold dear. So your work may take on this sense that, or you may feel about your work in a way that was very different from how you used to feel. And it may be just the things, the dynamics that are happening in your personal life that are coloring the way you see your professional life. So let's say you've developed a chronic illness or chronic pain and you're limping along the hallway of the telemetry unit and you realize you actually are in pain and you can't tolerate a job where you're on your feet 10 hours or 12 or 13 hours a day. Your career actually might be fine, but it is challenged by the fact that you have a physical circumstance that's keeping you from really reaching your potential and having a good time at work. So things have to change on the outside because things are happening on the inside of your body or things are happening in your life outside, making your work feel like you just can't tolerate it anymore. So whether it's the outside that you need to look at or the inside you need to look at, generally some sort of deep dive, some sort of deep look at what is actually going on underneath the signs and symptoms that you're seeing, that's what needs to happen. And getting that comprehensive bird's eye picture of the landscape of your life is essential at this juncture. 
So in the blog post, I move on talking about making the diagnosis, and I say that it calls for honesty, clarity, and an intrinsically curious nature that truly seeks answers no matter how uncomfortable they may be. And like I say in that blog post, avoiding looking for cancer because you're afraid to find cancer is a fool's errand, and we all know that catching cancer early is good preventive care. So whatever is rearing its ugly head in your life or your career you need to come up with a treatment plan. You need to figure out how to assuage and mitigate those signs and symptoms so that you can move on to greener pastures. When you're gathering that data, you may then realize that the cancer, quote unquote, at the center of your career is actually this horrible manager that is making your life and the life of your colleagues absolutely awful. And going into work just makes you feel sick because the management at your work is absolutely outrageously bad. However, in the blog post, I go into a particular story and I want to elucidate that here for you in case you don't get to the blog post, which is actually linked in the show notes. Hint, hint. But let's say that you actually come from a family where you had a father who was, let's say, drop-down drunk, and he was totally incompetent in taking care of his family, and your buttons are very easily pushed by anyone in your life who's incompetent, who doesn't show up, who doesn't pull their weight, who doesn't do their part. You know, I'm not trying to be psychoanalytical, and this isn't psychotherapy. Aren't you glad that this podcast isn't psychotherapy? But our perceptions of the outside world are influenced by what is happening on our inside, what has happened in our past, whether the recent past or the very far distant past. And sometimes we need to do that inner work in order to change our perception of the outer world. And you know that I've talked on this show before about psychotherapy and counseling and how important it is and how I am in therapy at this time and I've been throughout my adult life. And I will probably continue to tell you that because I think it's important for you to know and to think about. But let's say you actually like your job, you like your workplace, you want to stay, you love your colleagues, but this boss is absolutely awful. So if you did have that incompetent, drop-down, drunk father, and you don't know how to address people like that who are incompetent other than with rage, maybe through therapy or counseling or your deep inner work in Al-Anon or wherever else you happen to do your inner work, maybe you learn how to talk back to that father figure within you who never showed up, who was never there. And then you're able to take that skill, that conversational incisive skill, that compassion, that ability to communicate what you want and what you need and what you see. If you take that to the workplace and sit down with that manager and talk to them about it, maybe you can move the needle Maybe they'll have an epiphany and then be able to show up as a better manager. Or maybe you sit down with the CNO and the CEO and say, look, I love this workplace. I'm ready to continue to give my all, but the management here is horrible and something needs to give. So however this process bears out, do you see that you can approach your outer world with, like I say in the blog post, intellectual rigor, compassion, curiosity, and creative solutions. And that means being willing to make the diagnosis, no matter how painful it is to come to that conclusion, and then come up with a treatment plan, even if that treatment plan means amputation or some other radical action on your part. So if you treat the symptoms of a disease without going to the root, you may take care of the symptoms for a while, but the problem's probably going to come back around again, right? 
just like with your career. You can use a Band-Aid. You can just kind of like cover over the problem or sweep it under the rug. But someday, some kind of surgery, some sort of excision might need to happen. And in the blog post, I mentioned that if you go outside every morning to get ready for work and your car doesn't start because the battery's too old and you have to jumpstart your car every morning in order to get to work on time, something is wrong. Sure, you can keep jumpstarting that battery until it no longer will hold a charge, but it might be worth spending the 75 bucks down at the auto parts store, installing a new battery, and being able to jump in the car and zoom off to work. Just like with your career, if you're slogging away, if you're in a workplace where this problem comes up again and again and again, you have to make a choice about what you're going to do. Yes, there are nurse martyrs out there. I've talked to many of them. I've heard from them. I know they're out there. They just keep doing it because that's what they do. And no matter how miserable it is, they're just going to talk about it, but they're not going to take any action. No judgment. There's probably reasons why they're not willing to take any action, but you are not necessarily that person. Sure, you may have stuff going on in your life. You may be sick. You may have financial duress. You may have people depending on you. However, sometimes you just have to say enough is enough and be willing to do the hard work to move on or make a change happen when a situation has become completely untenable. If you feel it's worthwhile to fight the good fight in your workplace, to champion change, good on you. I mean, that is hard work. I've tried to do it myself. Sometimes I've fallen on my face. Sometimes it's worked a little. Sometimes it's worked really well. And if you want to try to foment change and drag everybody along and inspire them to change, awesome. Give it a go. You can give it a shot. You may find it's a Herculean undertaking and you come out in the end smelling like roses and everything's great. You might be like Sisyphus pushing that boulder up the hill and at the end of the day it just rolls back and the next day you're doing the same old thing over and over again. I've actually written a couple blog posts about Hercules and Sisyphus in relation to your nursing career. If I remember, could you remind me? I'll put some links in the show notes to those blog posts. However, no matter what it is you decide to do, if you're on the precipice of change and you're either going to dig in deep, you're going to dig those trenches and engage in the battle afoot to make change happen, awesome. Or you're going to raise the right flag and say, you know what, I'm exiting stage left, see ya, and go off somewhere else. That's also fine. You don't have to stay in misery, but it's up to you which course you're going to take. And you might say, hey, Keith, you know, it's easy for you to say just to say see ya and exit stage left. But, you know, I've got a family to feed. I've got a mortgage. I've got work to do. I've got parents to support. I can't just say take this job and shove it. I really need this job. And I'll say, yes, you do. And you can work with me or work with someone else and do the work you need. Lay the groundwork, make the commitment, set the goals to create a new opportunity for yourself. It might be a master's degree. It might be a different job in your same facility. It might be a job at the hospital down the street. It might be moving to another part of the country to find a new horizon for yourself, a new pasture where you can graze happily in your career. So whatever that is, I love providing career coaching because it opens your mind 
to possibility and to see that there's a way out of any situation, no matter how desperate it may seem. So I'm not saying that you need to go out and quit your job tomorrow. I'm saying that if you know you need to, but you're stuck or feeling stuck because you have so many responsibilities, sometimes you need help from someone like me or someone else, whoever it happens to be who you feel comfortable with and trust, to do the work to make the change so that you can change your circumstances. Because in the end, only you can change your circumstances. No one else is going to do the work for you. And remember, whether it's a medical diagnosis, a nursing diagnosis, or we're entertaining the thought of how to change your career because things have gone off the rails, there isn't a cookie cutter solution to any problem and no treatment plan is going to work 100% of the time. Like for those of you who work in oncology, the doctor or nurse practitioner diagnoses cancer in a certain patient and you come up with a treatment regimen that usually involves radiation and or chemotherapy. So their cancer responds really well. The patient has decently controlled side effects from the chemotherapy. Everything's humming along and then all of a sudden the bottom falls out of the situation and the patient's really sick the cancer's growing again, or the chemotherapy or radiation is intolerable, you then need to go back to assessment, come up with a new diagnosis and a new treatment plan, reevaluate, and start again, right? The same with your personal life, the same with your career. Sometimes the treatment you come up with won't work anymore, and you need to come up with a new one. So remember that no matter what solution you come up with, no matter how creative, no matter how cutting edge, no matter how inspiring, there may come a time when that solution no longer works and you need to come up with a new plan. So just remember that things in your life and in your career are fluid. They're organic. They can change. The only constant in the universe is change. And we need to be willing to roll with it and be willing to come up with new solutions when we can. So we need to be nimble. We need to be curious. We need to maintain our creativity and our inspiration and be willing to ask the hard questions. So then you sit back, you observe, you gather your data, and then you take inspired action once again, knowing that your heart and your mind will know what to do if you give them the trust to do so. So friend, there you have it. Thanks for listening to episode 155 of the Nurse Keith Show. You can find the show notes again at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 155. And I hope you share this episode or the show in general with others if you find it inspiring or helpful. I want you to feel uplifted and empowered from this episode and any episode you listen to. And I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and career development. Remember that most Wednesdays, I am on Facebook Live at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Join me for lively conversations and fun. You can always find the archived videos on Nurse Keith Coaching on Facebook after the fact if you don't have time to be with me in person. And do you remember that you can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? That's right. You can join Wendy Davidson and Scott Sullivan, who give a little bit towards the Nurse Keith Show every month out of the goodness of their hearts in return for the value and inspiration they get from the show. In exchange, depending on how much you give, you might get a postcard from me from beautiful Santa Fe. You might get free coaching from me or a book in the mail. We might spend some time on the phone. 
So head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith to read about the prizes and special dispensations you will receive as a supporter and patron of the Nurse Keith Show. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his wonderful band of merry men and women at thepodcastinggroup.com, and social media and promotion are handily taken care of by Mark Cappiespeason. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. You can even leave me a voicemail from the homepage of my website on the far left margin. Feel free to leave me that message. I can even play it on the air if you want me to and answer your question right here on the Nurse Keith Show. And remember that a rating and review on iTunes really, really helps other people find the show. And you know what? Makes me feel really good. Warms the cockles of my heart. Karen the Great wrote on March 12, 2018, I love this podcast, very helpful information, and Keith is such a delight to listen to. Thank you, Karen. This podcast discusses the career side of the nursing profession, all about success for new nurses, nursing students, nurses achieving higher degrees, preventing burnout, job interviews, how to achieve our overall goals throughout our nursing careers, etc. Lots of great and relevant content that keeps me listening. Thank you for this podcast. Karen the Great, you are great. You are awesome. I hope other people choose to leave ratings and reviews on iTunes as well. Man, it makes me feel so good. And you know what? It makes iTunes feel good too, because it then shows the show to more people in their feed because you are putting out ratings and reviews that give two thumbs up, five stars, four stars, whatever, and tells people it's worth listening to. I want you to stay positive, stay curious, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and keep tuning in again and again with me here on The Nurse Keith Show, because we're going to keep digging deep and exploring how to take your career and your life to the next level. Be well, create success, seek joy, and keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. See you next time.